direct conversation, some deep reactions, please. All this comics narrationating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Thank you, Vandello, and welcome back to Ret Conversations. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fury. And with me, uh, oh my god, I didn't actually set up uh, a, a, a 90s intro. Um... <laughs> With drops of Jupiter in her hair, it's Miss Leia Cameron. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. (laughs) Um, Okay, it's third time that we've had uh, one guest on here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give your name a try, Miss Allison Casasio. Caccio, Caccio, damn it! (laughs) Freaking Italians. Yeah, we like to change it up. Yeah, Those so we have can be sent in care of graphical. <laughs> we have uh, Allison Casaccio with her uh, other half. I'm not going to say better half. I'm just going to go with other other half. Jason Taylor, uh, the the old punk rocker. Both of you uh, mainstays on graphically novel, but never been in ret conversations. You've never been to school as it is. So. <laughs> Uh, you, the D it relates. The the D does not relate generally, uh, because there's no media aspect. Usually I'm using my wiki. Uh wow. <laughs> so you came together and actually this was kind of a fun trial because both of you had to agree on something that neither of you had read for us to explain to you, right? Oh, it was easy for me. Allison on the other hand. <laughs> Forget about it. She's like, Oh, I've read that. Oh, I've read that. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. So for more on Allison and probably some of her best stuff, check out our Tank Girl episode where we deep dive into the Riot Girl movement and how that shaped the comic, which uh, and why the movie was kind of disappointing uh, because of that. But yes. <laughs> oh, see, I loved that movie. I mean, as a kid, like, right. I, it came, I was like in high school and I thought that movie was shit. <laughs> Did you immediately want to go out and bang a kangaroo? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> really dangerous, but, but, what if uh, it was iced tea dressed as a as a kangaroo? I don't think that I have enough substantial booty. And I mean, you've met me, but like, I don't think I have enough substantial booty to attract the likes of iced tea. I or kangaroos. <laughs> uh, kangaroos out. Never met a kangaroo, so I can't say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to you don't want to profile the kangaroos. Right. But I have seen photos of Ice-T's wife and that woman is stacked. <laughs> uh, so today for Rec Conversations, Avengers versus X-Men, for anybody who has not listened to our show before, this is how it will be. Uh, your instructor, uh, main instructor for this uh for this lesson will be Miss Leia Cameron and she will be taking Jason and Allison through um, the storyline, basically step-by-step to explain it to them. They have not read it, but they're curious about it. So we're going to tell them at any point, Jason and Allison can stop the entire podcast dead to ask any question that they want. And then it will be my responsibility to answer their questions. Should I, not have an answer to the question, I may defer back to Leia. And if neither of us know it, we'll probably just jazz hands and say, because comics. Uh, <laughs> we do not have uh, Jennifer Howland with us today. 
Uh, she's out back building a shed with the rest of my family. Uh, <laughs> however, the new rule that we have is if she is on the show, she just gets to make something up, uh, which we've only done once thus far, but uh, it, it, it was great for the question, why is Black Bolt not black? Uh, <laughs> I thought my answer was best, honestly. Your answer was best, which is you can't just... Black. Yeah, you, you can't just ask somebody why they're not black. Uh, was, it's a fantastic response. Yes. Uh, okay, so, uh, Miss Cameron, Professor L, floor is yours. Take it away. All right. So, uh, two things before we get started. Uh, the first thing is that this uh, storyline came out in roughly 2012. Um, I know this because I actually read the first four comics uh, in single issues as they were coming out. Um, I didn't finish not because it was bad, but because I moved to a place where there was no really readily accessible comic shop and uh, forgot entirely about it until I was rereading this again. Um, the second uh, point of order is that the next time we do anything involving X-Men, Josh, that's on you. I hear uh, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, do have a, I do have a note here to remind myself to have our, our section called Where is Gambit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did see him. I spotted him. I yes, yes. he he had a whole one line <laughs> and he was immediately told to shut up. I like so, this comic already. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, Josh is far more knowledgeable about the X-Men than I am. And yet uh, I think three times now I've had to do an X-Men uh, explanation, uh, which is like just it's like we're, we've mismatched our power sets a little bit. Um, so I'm going to do my best here, and I'm sure that Josh is going to uh, come in to assist as, as needed. Um, so, Avengers versus X-Men. We open on, uh, this is the prologue, by the way, um, it's issue zero, so this kind of sets up where the story is going. It introduces a couple people that are very important to the plot. Um, but we open on MODOK attacking civilians in New York uh, with a bunch of weird missiles that are like half dinosaur because comics um and his rampage is stopped by the scarlet witch uh modok taunts her about being a disgraced avenger and eliminating mutants uh which you can see our episode on house of m for more about that uh and he muses about sending her back to magneto and calls her a broken hero thankfully spider woman and ms marvel show up for an assist and take great joy in kicking the crap out of modok and his goons after the fight concludes, they thank Wanda for her help, and Carol pressures, pressures Wanda to come by uh, the Avengers Mansion, telling her that everyone has missed her, and they'll be super happy to see her. And Wanda's kind of not having it. She thinks it's a terrible idea, but Carol kind of strong-arms her into going. Uh, and spoiler alert, it is a terrible idea. Uh, almost as soon as they get to Just the a, front door... Sorry, a quick point of yeah. order, uh, because it's only revealed on one panel, but she is fighting MODOK in front of the White House, like on Pennsylvania Avenue. <laughs> oh, I thought it was in New York City. I said New York City. That's my bad. Sorry. Yeah, no, there's uh, only one frame where it literally shows the White House and the gate at <laughs> on Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh, geez. That's even worse than New York City. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so the minute they get there uh, to, to the Avengers Mansion, um, before they can even like knock on the door, uh, Vision phases right through the door and essentially just tells her to fuck off. Um, he's pissed at her, his wife, um, very understandably so, uh, because Wanda hijacked uh, his body and used him as a weapon. And he tells her he just cannot forgive her for that. Um, she, this is no longer her home and she does not belong here. 
This is not the only example of uh, of husbands being complete douchebags in this series, by the way. Yeah, there's um, there, it's pretty rampant in this. Like, dudes are dicks yeah. in this. Yes. So, I mean, Wanda, but she did take over his body. So there was, <laughs> yeah. So That's just <laughs> just before just before House of M, there was something called Avengers Disassembled, where uh, Wanda had a psychotic break uh, because she had created children whole cloth and then realized that she had created the children and that they were not really alive. Uh, that caused her to have a psychotic break. Basically, her reality powers went wonky. And yes, inadvertently, she took over Vision and had him attack the other Avengers, killing Hawkeye and uh, <laughs> Ant-Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. He got better. He got better. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So comic, comic books have happened. Uh, okay. But this is, like, this is like two major events later, which is awesome because it's showing continuity that you don't always see in comic books. Uh, <laughs> comic books and wrestling, two of my hobbies that are horrible about continuity. Um, <laughs> but this is actually pretty cool to see the consequences of the actions. So to answer your question, yes, she did. Uh, okay. But she's attempted to grow and has actually isolated herself since House of M. So yeah, yeah that, that's way smarter than therapy. Good. Good yeah, right. Go ahead. The fight that she joins actually <laughs> um like it, it's implied to be pretty much her first back since like she's been isolating herself because um okay. when Carol and uh, and and Spider-Woman show up, they are like, "Oh wow, this is, you know, great job. Like you you did awesome." And they're like surprised but happy to see her. Um so after Vision tells her to fuck off, Wanda tells him that he's right and she's sorry and thor iron man and beast are all just kind of looking on but they don't do shit um carol is pissed and flies off with a now weeping wanda and tony fucking tony stark tells vision that he was a little harsh towards wanda which just killed me i guess um (laughs) the uh uh, the subtitle of this entire show rec conversations is and tony stark is a dick again <laughs> or and Tony needs more therapy. Yeah, please get this man some therapy. For the love of God. So uh, as, as Vision walks away, he sheds a single tear, proving that even th- since the synthesoids can cry, um, which is pretty hilarious. Um, so meanwhile, uh, on an island off the coast of San Francisco called Utopia, and frankly, if you've ever been to Northern California, this name is apt. It's beautiful there. I love it. Um, I wish this island were real. Uh, there we are meeting up with Hope Summers and Scott, um, otherwise known as Cyclops. And it turns out that this this Hope gal has been stealing a jetpack and sneaking off the island to go fight crime on a semi nightly basis. And Scott does not like that at all. Anybody need to know who? Her. Anybody need to know who Hope is? We're good. Hope and I'm? No. No. Hope Summers. Hope Summers. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, who that's that is. okay. Hope Summers was the first mutant born after House of M happened. Okay. So, uh, Scarlet Witch said no more mutants. Uh, the the mutant population went from in the near millions to 198 uh, worldwide. Um, and there has been enough story since then. There's been like two or three years of story since then where, um. Basically, the Phoenix Force went, well, that's not right. And so a little bit of the Phoenix Force came to Earth and a baby was born. The first mutant baby since M-Day. Cable uh, took and adopted this child and ran around in time with her 
so she could grow up because that's what Cable does. Uh, and so she has been adopted by Cable. Cable is basically her father, which means that Cyclops is her grandfather. Um, Jean Grey is dead at this point, and Cyclops Yay. and Emma Frost are together. That that should bring Ooh. us up to speed, not only on where Ho- who Hope is, but also what is happening, because she has similar psychic powers to Jean Grey. She also is a redhead and looks a lot like Jean <laughs> And Cyclops is mad that Hope is fighting crime. Yes. yes. Well, and we will find out why. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no matter, no matter, you know, your, your spectrum of Cyclops is dick, whether it's like a, an average person or somebody that's actually been paying attention. Uh, Cyclops is just horrible in this. So oh, get ready. He gets, Cyclops, he gets so much worse. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, say it ain't so. Cyclops. God, say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. <laughs> this is this is our first introduction to uh to scott in this and it's not going to get any better um, <laughs> so uh basically he, he he thinks it's too dangerous for her to go out and, and fight crime um because she's she's considered the mutant messiah um and and uh scott isn't exactly sure even what this is supposed to mean at this point right now um, but he, he genuinely believes like she is too special to risk herself to go off and, you know, fight petty criminals in San Francisco. Um, very abruptly, Hope asks Scott about the Phoenix and says that she knows it's coming for her like it did for Jean. And she wants to know what will happen when it gets here. Uh, but Scott will not tell her. So she jetpacks off to fight crime, but not before blasting Scott with her own or his own laser eye beams. Um, because that's one of the things she can do. She can kind of like absorb powers um, and and use them. Uh, kind of kind of uh, roguelike in that way. Except able to control it and able yes. to do everything else as yes. well. Yes. Does Scott actually understand the Phoenix? No. Or, I mean, a lot I mean, of what I a lot of what I've seen in other arenas yeah. was just like Jean Grey and inside her head. And so you know, what? What basically? No one understands the Phoenix is okay. is what we're going to find out very, very quickly. The yeah. Phoenix at this point has really only, according to this story, only really been back once. And that was when it took over Jean and made her the Dark Phoenix and uh, she went and ate a planet. That was something that actually occurred. The Phoenix is like a cosmic primordial being of just pure energy um so knowing what the phoenix wants or knowing what it is or predicting what will happen uh when it really bonds with anyone is anybody's guess so there's a lot of conjecture happening here and absolutely no knowledge to back it up other than gene went crazy and died so um where is cable during all that because cable had her cable is uh Cable is is currently using the trope, uh, sir, not appearing in this film because he does right. not show. Yes. <laughs> nice parenting. Yeah. He's, he's traipsing. He's traipsing once again through time, uh, probably fighting Bishop because this whole period, like Bishop is trying to kill Hope and Cable's trying to keep her alive. And that was their whole thing for a long time. And now they just fight each other. I, 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 I. 
yeah he he simply does not show up during this entire arc i saw him not at all wow okay. um i am wondering so, if he's uh, dead i will find out <laughs> so so hope decides to, to jetpack off into san francisco and go fight crime uh and comes across uh the serpent society who are breaking into a bank vault you know your standard b and e we're gonna get some money bs um and so they start to fight and uh scott and emma frost show up to break it up and to yell at hope and scott tells her to go back to utopia and hope tells him that what he's really scared of is the phoenix and she informs him that she wants it to come and she's ready and then she dips out and uh, scott insists to emma that one day she's going to save them all he doesn't know how but she's going to do it emma's like what the fuck dude no pressure Uh, and so meanwhile somewhere in space the phoenix like kind of is is just looming in space it is coming uh and that is how we open on issue one with the phoenix headed toward earth okay cool so um, meanwhile, the Avengers are all chilling at Avengers Tower when a large streak of light appears in the sky and then takes out a fucking plane uh, and part of the Chrysler building. And everybody springs into action. So Thor, Captain Marvel, and Iron Man attend to the plane. Spider-Man swings some uh, webs on the ground for falling people to land in, which prompts one civilian to calmly say to no one in particular, that's it. I'm moving. I'm done. Uh, with <laughs> a big advice. fucking mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. um so uh, as they're doing that one second let's back up to to issue zero yeah what was the point of the x-men or the of the avengers even being in that episode just to hurt scarlet witch's feelings yes Uh, yes yes just to to really establish that they don't like wanda and and they're they're scared of her basically so is like want okay maybe i'm jumping the gun but is wanda gonna meet up with hope Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. that will happen. These these okay. things will occur. Uh, okay, yeah, we will get to that. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Just wondering. Yeah. No problem. Um. So while uh while while the while Thor, Captain Marvel, and, and Iron Man are, are taking care of of the plane and the Chrysler Building, um, Cap, Hawkeye, Widow, and the Protector arrive at the point of impact of the falling object, which turns out to be Nova. Um, he manages to tell them it's coming. Uh, and I don't know how many times they're going to rip off this scene from civil war. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, but wow, I was having flashbacks. Um, and, uh, they, they look at like interstellar radar, which doesn't show anything behind him. Uh, but captain America looks really concerned about this. Um, meanwhile, on utopia, Scott is training hope to fight without her powers. So just like, you know, your standard, fist fighting you know while magneto uh is is watching with emma frost on the same on the same uh island yes they're all hanging out so out together utopia has become kind of uh a mutant sanctuary it is its own uh sovereign mutant country off of the shores of san francisco because that's the thing yeah, okay. I, I hey, find a place to live. <laughs> be glad we don't. Be glad we don't deal with people on the moon in this episode. <laughs> Josh, fair enough. Uh, what we're gonna go to the moon in a bit? Uh, <laughs> oh shit, we are gonna go to the moon in a bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot. The moon and nights have returned. I forgot the moon and nights do return. Their vertical leap is beyond all measurement. <laughs> 
so Magneto and, and, and Emma are watching Scott train Hope and uh, Magneto comments that Scott's kind of obsessed with her, which he is. And uh, Scott keeps demanding that that Hope fight him again and again and again while Hope asks why in the hell he's asking her to do this. And she finally gets frustrated and blasts him with what looks like Phoenix fire, which is a power she didn't even know she had. Awesome. FYI. It sounds like they're just, like, sparring, like everything that you normally see. No, this is Cyclops beating the shit out of a teenage child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, such like... a good guy. And then when she's doubled over, like, on her hands and knees on the ground, he starts yelling at her. And, in fact, at one point, kicks her while she's on her is, hands and is knees. Is there ever a, a scene in any of this with him? Like, I've never encountered Scott to interact with a female character in a way that was not obsessive to the point of like, there's something really wrong with you, dude. To be fair, this is to obsessive fair. to the point that something is wrong with him. <laughs> yes. Okay. 100%. 100%. Okay. <laughs> I mean, still fitting your criteria, just in a much different way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I mean, like, I just want to point out too, this is issue one. Yes. There are 12 issues in uh-huh. this in this book and um this is just the bare bones. This is going to look mild compared to what's going to be happening by issue 12. True okay. that. <laughs> so yeah, she uh she fucks him up with some uh Phoenix Force. Yes. Um so we cut over now to the to the White House where Steve and Tony are briefing the president on the interstellar visitor they had the other day uh and apparently Nova is in a coma now. Like he he got he got bad fucked up by uh trying to get to earth in a hurry and basically outrun the phoenix um but uh, they don't know that because he's in a coma so they surmise he came in contact with a massive energy source and uh a their interstellar recon shows a energy signature that's identical to that of the phoenix force which they've been looking for since the gene gray quote-unquote incident uh and no shit it's headed straight for earth they explain that they're going to send a team of Avengers on a suicide mission into space to stop it. But, oh, oh no, it's already here. <laughs> so, yep. so, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. A suicide mission. Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, who, did they even elaborate on who this suicide mission was going to be? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. You will see soon. <laughs> okay. So, uh Cap goes straight to the Jean Grey School of Higher Learning and chats up Wolverine, who isn't thrilled about this, and Steve implores him to get Scott and the rest of the X-Men to work with them to do something about it. Um, Wolverine knows that Scott's going to take this real personally, uh, and he and Cap asks if he can count on Wolverine to, to help, and Wolverine just doesn't really reply. The Jean Grey School exists where the Winchester School did before. It is... Captain or is uh, Professor Xavier's old mansion. There has been, due to Hope and a bunch of other things, there has been an event in the X Men called Schism, uh, where basically Scott said, "Well, we're going to make this island, and we're going to train all of these children to basically be warriors, like Charles did with us." And Wolverine said, "Hey, how about you let kids be kids, and you actually <laughs> teach them things like maths and." <laughs> Uh, and Scott's like, no, that's a waste of time. So there was a schism. In the no X- wonder he's hanging out with Magneto. The whole thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Actually, Magneto joining him. 
big thing in in schism schism is probably a future episode if anybody ever wants us to explain it but it's basically civil war in the x-men except wolverine is just right like correction (laughs) correction sorry if if you want josh to explain it to you (laughs) (laughs) okay who is who is i'm drawing a blank here who is cyclops's brother havoc Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's again not appearing in this film. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so. that's where we are, and that's why Cap okay. went to Wolverine as opposed, like, to be like, okay, well, can you please go talk to Cyclops? And Wolverine's like, we're not on the on the best fr- on the best friends right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He is he has taken me off his top uh, ten <laughs> on my space. Top three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, so Millennials, wanna... MySpace used to be Facebook for the olds when they were the <laughs> youngs. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Scott, Colossus, Namor, Emma Frost, and Magneto are having a chat on a rooftop somewhere. Uh, Scott thinks that Hope as the Phoenix could actually turn the, turn the tide for the mutants since there's under 200 left. And uh, Magneto initially thinks this is cool as fuck, if true. Scott wonders aloud why the Phoenix keeps coming back to the mutants and then suggests it may signify a mutant rebirth. He tells them he wants to train Hope to prepare her for anything. And just then Emma is like, oh, hell, leaves here. Um, and Cap has shown up on Utopia uh, to explain that he wants to take Hope into protective custody because the Phoenix Force is coming for her and they need to stop it. Oh, that's going to go yeah. over like a load of bricks. Yeah, this, uh, this is. Uh... At any point, does anyone ask Hope what the hell she wants? Not for a while. <laughs> cool. Cool, not, cool. Cool. Not That'll for a be while. great when the Phoenix shows up then. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this is a whole mess. Like this this entire <laughs> this entire arc. I mean, I, I enjoyed reading this story, but like holy shit, is this a whole mess. One um, out of twelve issues. Yeah. <laughs> is where we are right now. Okay. <laughs> there is a lot going on here. Um so uh Scott informs him to mind his own his own fucking human ass business, and besides, this may be be mutant kind's last hope. And oh, by the way, where were y'all, Homo sapiens, when mutants were getting stopped? Um, Steve is like, "Oh, well, we are respecting your mutant autonomy," and Scott tells him respectfully to fuck all the way off the island forever. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it would be much better if it was verbatim, but yes. Uh, this harkens back, by the way, this is a this is a wonderful uh throwback kind of to um Emma Frost being approached during Civil War and her saying, Where were you when our babies were burning? <laughs> uh which yeah. Yeah. That's that's kinda that's kinda ironclad. Like you can't come back from that, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> um but Steve being Steve was like, I wasn't fucking asking, I was telling you. And Scott then just laser eyes him, uh, which Steve does not like at all, and, and calls for the Avengers to assemble. Uh, the oh. helicarrier appears, it locked and fucking loaded, and Scott informs Emma to protect Hope as some fighting breaks out. Um, <clears throat> we then pop back in time briefly to find, uh, to, we're kind of getting this uh, story now through Nova's eyes as he's racing the, uh, the Phoenix Force to Earth to try to beat it to Earth. 
Um, and he's thinking about how everybody he loves is counting on him to get there in time. And also that he loves Sports Center, Snickers, Dubstep, and the Cardinals. So that's a thing. Okay. Um, Have we encountered right. Nova before? You have encountered a whole corp core of uh, of Nova. They are the Nova Force. Nova is is just what the superhero for Earth is called that is in the the Nova Core. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is the best example I have of the Nova Core. Um, they were the organized you know police force that basically was decimated at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, they're kind of the intergalactic cops in Marvel. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, Although not, uh, not, not like racist cops. I mean, in general, (laughs) in general, they're like, we're going to bring people like it's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's it's, like space justice stuff. I I mean. Yeah. And it's hard not to compare them to the Green Lantern Corps from DC, but they're done better than the Green Lantern Corps uh, in general. But yes, think (laughs) interstellar police force. Uh, that they're just trying to to somehow curb uh, going to jail for space crimes. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> space jail. Okay. Space jail. So he's 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 trying to outrun the phoenix at literal hyperspeed. Um, but he uh he he basically like fucks up and comes in for a landing like way too fast because his his brain can't literally can't keep up at the speed at which he's flying like it it messes up his mind. Um, so he manages to avoid a helicopter, but in doing so takes out like the Chrysler building and the plane and then smashes into the ground. Um, and then, uh, you know, manages to, to, he tries to tell them what's going to happen, but can only get out. It's coming before he falls into the coma. Very um, useful. Yeah. Right? Very helpful. Um, <clears throat> again, just distinctly ripping off civil war one and two. Um, although two didn't exist at this point, the point though, right. Um, they use this a lot. Um, so anyways, we're back to the fighting, uh, and Colossus smashes into the helicarrier with a magnetic fastball special, and nobody likes this, especially <laughs> not Red Hulk, who is like, LOL, smash, my dude. And, uh, they start <laughs> pounding the crap out of each other, and the helicarrier basically, like, disintegrates around them, and everybody falls off of it into the water. Now, it's Namor's time to shine, at least briefly, as he punches the thing out of the water before, uh, Luke Cage punches him right back. Cap shield wax got upside the head. More fighting. Um, Emma shoves Hope in to the the building that's on Utopia, like the Citadel or whatever that's on Utopia, um, and and she's hanging out with like some teens, uh, some other teen mutants. Um, and Emma leaves to go try to end the fight, except she's stopped by Tony, who fucks her shit up with quote unquote microscopic telepathic lasers. Um, wow! <laughs> he fights her with the power of tasers and misogyny. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is is what this fight is? It's just gross because um, he tases but- her and be. It is like I'm so sorry. I do hope you'll let me make this up to you over dinner sometime. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. He's just so gross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so as this is going on, uh, oh shit. It's Magneto and Iron Man is uh, metal, so so that's that's happening. <laughs> but, uh, oh my god! I'm sorry, I just totally <laughs> fell into a hole of like mental imaginings. Of, I've <laughs> never had those two in my brain at the same time. That's a ship story right there. <laughs> <laughs> Forbidden love. Oh man! Uh, 
So as they're fighting, uh, Quicksilver arrives and just punches Magneto uh, because apparently seconds ago he was chilling out with Wanda watching what was happening on like a television screen. Um, and he asked her to to help before he dips out to beat up his dad. Um, he also, it specifically says he punches him at Mach 5, yes. which I'm wondering exactly how Magneto's head is still attached to his shoulders. Yeah, like he has he has magnet powers, but like that's not going to help you if somebody punches your head clean off your body. Right. <laughs> Did you just how say that Quicksilver is Magneto's son? Yes. Yeah. Look, everybody, everybody knows that movie. Okay. Okay. No, I got to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, hold on, because it gets more fun. I didn't know that. At this oh, okay. specific point in comic book history, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are Magneto's children. This will be retconned no less than four times until present day, where they are not. But if the next few comics that are going to come out confirms my suspicions, they will be again. <laughs> I, I like to uh, personally hold his kid and that they are his kids and that's that on that. I don't like to, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't like to, uh, to, to, to deny that particular part of continuity. It's just, they're his kids, period. Um, oh, there's a whole lot of bad parents so far. Okay. Oh God. It's oh just- yeah. No. Also like at one point, Scarlet Witch used her, basically her reality powers to make herself a mutant because she wanted to be a mutant. Okay. <laughs> reality yeah. warping it's a hell of a drug. Uh, yeah yeah so um understandably wanda declines the offer to go beat up their dad and and just turns <laughs> off the tv and walks into the other room you know <laughs> um so back to the fighting now wolverine is being called a traitor by the mutants for fighting with the avengers um storm and t'challa are having a marital dispute and <laughs> when did storm and t'challa <laughs> yeah. get married yes, okay oh. so this was just after Civil War, there was a whole thing where T'Challa and Storm got married. Storm, technically right now, is the Queen of Wakanda. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. So that is that is the thing that happens at this point in comic book history. Okay. <laughs> um, so Hope is trying to, uh, wants to join the fight, but the, the teens TM are trying to get her to stay with them. Um, Scott. Are, and Steve are fighting, and Scott calls Steve a fascist, which is never a good idea. Um, Steve tries to remind him uh, about what the Phoenix did to Gene, and maybe that isn't the best tactic here because this pisses him right the fuck off. Steve begs him to stop and act right before people get hurt, and Scott says, "Well, it's too fucking late for that, homie." Um, there's and thwacks him, literally yeah. thwacks him in the face. It says thwack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's Cyclops's face with his shield, and it says "thwack." It is my favorite panel. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> so there's there's more fighting, um, and uh, Steve is is still trying to get Scott to to see reason here, which of course Scott is absolutely unwilling to do. Um, Eliana Rasputin, uh, otherwise known as Magic, is doc- and Doctor Strange are fighting in in limbo, which is like her weird hell realm. Um, Wolverine and Spider-Man manage to sneak off during the fighting to try to enter the building on the island and get to Hope through the storm drains. And uh, when they get there, they find that Hope has taken out all of the teeth and she's kind of on fire a little too. Wolverine goes to slash at her and now he's on fire and Spider-Man is hurt. Everyone comes running in, but it is too late because Hope is running across the water and gone. Meanwhile, in space... (laughs) Like, 
Hope's gone. Uh, Spider-Man's on the floor. Not, I mean, he, he does not look hurt. He just looks incapacitated as well as all the teens. And Wolverine is like crispy. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, he'll come back from this, but uh, not for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. So, so meanwhile in space, the, uh, the Avengers suicide mission is staring down the, the, the Phoenix. Um, what kind of plan who is was, this? Who was, who was that? Yeah. All right. So the Suicide Squad <laughs> is Beast, War Good Machine, okay. Thor, huh? female Thor, who huh? is Jane Foster Thor, uh, Ms. Marvel, who is not Captain Marvel yet, uh, Vision, and some dude I cannot uh, identify. And so their suicide mission is to stop the Phoenix Force. It's to run at the Phoenix Force in space. You're just yeah. going to ram them? I don't know what they're planning on doing. There's literally a panel of them in front of the Phoenix Force in space. And they're yeah. and, and Thor just saying, today's as good a day as any to die. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, there, is, there is no plan established. They're like, well, I guess we'll just go try to punch this thing. I, I don't know. Um, meanwhile, uh, Logan wakes up. He is nude and still quite crispy. And Spider-Man informs him that he has just been sitting there watching him regrow his flesh, which is fucking weird, Peter. God damn it, Peter. Why? <laughs> I mean, I guess you could go and have an adventure with more clones or watch Logan <laughs> regrow his skin. And you know what? Thanks, Pete. I'll take the latter <laughs> any day. <laughs> no more clones. Um, <laughs> so uh, he, he informs Logan that while he was out, uh, that Cyclops has surrendered, which Logan finds immediately very fishy. Um, we cut over to Steve and Tony, who are arguing over what to do next. And uh, the normally arrest happy Tony Stark, see Civil War, is like, well, we can't just arrest all of the X-Men. And Steve is like, yeah, well, we should, though. Um, and this is actually called out directly wow. by Tony, hilariously enough, is like, hey, last time we were kind of on opposing sides of this. And like, you didn't want to arrest anybody. And I did. And this is kind of fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, while they're debating over what, what to do, Logan arrives like, it's a trap. And it is. Um, basically, uh, Ileana Rasputin magic made everyone look like one another. And the X-Men managed to get away. So she like cast an illusion, essentially. Um, Weird. Yeah. So uh, at this point now, there is so much drama in the LBC because that's where the X-Men are now. They're in Long Beach. And they want to use Cerebra to find Hope. So they decide they're going to go break into Logan's school. Um, Hope is in San Francisco. And I'm not sure why they didn't look there first. Like, do they not know about maps? I, I don't know is why. Is Logan's school all... different from Jean Grey's school? No, that is that is Logan's the school. same school. Jean, yeah. it, he named yeah. it after Jean Grey because Logan and his. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, yeah. in my in my entire adult life, um, I have never found a woman that not only uh, like brings as much focus from men, but is also as fucking milk toast as Jean Grey. Like most of the women I interact with are like fucking punk rock or like in some other way interesting in a way that should attract all these people. Uh, and Jean Grey is not. He's no, not. she's not. I've never understood the attraction or, or attention. Like, I just, she's, she's okay, I guess. But, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. 
I usually excuse a lot of this away with like, well, you know, the writers in the 60s, they did the best they could. This oh, is, so but this is like 2012. This is why I love Emma, because Emma is actually like interesting. She's a bitch, but she's interesting. Uh, so I said Jean Grey, oh, I, I believe she used her powers, some aspect of them just to make herself desirable by all these. I mean, little psychic fuckery right there. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. You know what? That's canon now. Uh, I've declared yep, it. It's absolutely. <laughs> Probably not even a redhead, just making people think she's a redhead so she can feel <laughs> special. Uh, A.K.A. <laughs> most teenage girls in the 90s. Wow. Uh, first of all. <laughs> I, uh, your, ta- your town car's on its way. <laughs> shit. Came for me so hard. Holy shit. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well uh anyways that's been the episode yep. yeah this is the last episode of Rhett conversations we're fighting now uh <laughs> oh okay uh we're hopes in san francisco uh, yes uh hopes in san francisco um she is in an off-brand radio shack making some kind of gauntlet so that the x-men can't find her and it must work because Cerebro is showing five different energy signatures in five different place, places. Uh, and uh, that's per Rachel, who turns out to be a double agent for the X-Men. Um, Cap, meanwhile, is sending out teams to whoa, a bunch whoa, of whoa, different whoa, whoa, places. Are you wondering who, who Rachel is? Yes, who is Rachel? Rachel is Rachel Summers. <laughs> so It's a so. family affair up in here. In an alternate timeline. <laughs> Cyclops and Jean Grey had a daughter. Uh, that daughter, like, grew up in that timeline. That timeline was horrible. So the daughter went, there's got to be a better timeline than the one that I grew up in. And she jumped over to the main timeline. So technically, she's Cyclops and Jean Grey's daughter. If, if I were Doctor Strange, I'd kill all you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If I was Mobius, I would have a real... <laughs> Yeah. Big problem with all of this. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I now understand a little bit, like, as I read more X-Men, why the, the I mean, aside from the, the rights issues and whatnot, I understand now why they haven't been in the MCU, because holy fuck, y'all. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this, everybody up. a lot of the Summers line especially is, you know, hashtag Kang was right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the other problem with them, right? If you fundamentally don't really like Jean Grey and you fundamentally don't really like Scott, the last thing I want to hear about is a story about their damn kids. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. Hey, hey, if it helps at all, um, Rachel has also had a lot to do with the Phoenix Force. Does that help? Is that helpful? (laughs) Yeah, that that helps. Okay. We're still in issue one. No. Yeah. No. One. Thankfully, we're in issue three now. Oh, no, issue three. God, I, I've I've already lost track of my life. Um, so Cap is sending out a bunch of teams to different places to work on countering the Phoenix Force somehow, and asks Wolverine to stay with him. Um, Cap essentially blames Logan for scaring Hope off, and Wolverine is like, "Dude, she was already scared. Like, scared to begin with." Um, Steve and Logan start fighting because Steve doesn't want to kill Hope, but Logan does. Um, but he's given an assist by giant man Hank Pym and Carol, who opens a fucking airlock in the hel- helicarrier, and Logan basically gets like sucked out and falls into 
a, the snowy wasteland of Antarctica, which is cold as fuck. Um, which, by the way, they're missing a great opportunity for for Gambit to be like, yeah, it fucking sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> Hashtag trial of Gambit. Uh, <laughs> I love so, people who love Gambit because you guys are also crazy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so in Antarctica, Logan finds beer and makes friends with a polar bear. So he's all right. For, this for a minute. is true. This <laughs> actually <laughs> happens. This really happens. Um, and it turns out that Hope has set a horribly punny name uh, of, of a beer trap for him. Um, okay. Yeah, let's, ex- let's explain this a little better. Um, Wolverine has, f- has been walking around in Antarctica, has found a polar bear, killed it, and is wearing its skin when he <laughs> finds I a would. beer in snow <laughs> and follows the trail of beers <laughs> I mean, okay, so to be fair, fair. when you were explaining it, I kind of fell for it, too. Like, I was like, oh, good, Logan found beer. I guess that'll be okay. Right, like, I... And then you were like, and it was a trap, and I was like, gosh, right? So... (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's like, it's not like there's a polar bear hanging, it's not like the, the Coke bears, but with beer. No, no. no. Hanging Um, out with Santa. I, I did think it was absolutely fucking hilarious. I was like, okay, we've kind of gone off a little, I mean, a little bit off the rails here. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's Hope who, who has set this, this beer trap up for him. Um, and so she tries to convince Logan that she can handle the Phoenix and he's like, you're out of your mind. Uh, but he kind of low key decides to give her a chance after she tells him that, uh, he's the only person she trusts to stop her if she loses control. So, uh, meanwhile, the X-Men have deployed to the five different locations where they're getting Hope's energy signature, uh, to find her. And, um, she telepathically possesses some janitor in the X-Men, X, X-Mansion to use Cerebro. And, uh, it, I'm sorry, uh, it, it's Emma that's doing this. So Emma, Emma telepathically possesses some random janitor. It's not a random janitor. Who the fuck is it? It's Toad. Oh, Toad. I tell. Toad is the janitor <laughs> at the uh, I mean, Jean Grey school. Yeah, because like, she specifically talks about how she has to control the weakest of minds. <laughs> oh, come on! That's so sad. That's that's even worse. Like I thought it was just some random. No, it's Toad. Um, <laughs> so um, she, she as she's looking from place to place using Cerebra, everything's fighting. Or everybody is fighting, and uh, but they do manage to locate Steve, who's in this in the sav- uh, the Savage Lands. Um, Tony is back home doing science when Steve learns where Hope is headed, and watching from afar, Emma also knows too. Meanwhile, Wolverine and Hope are at aim. They are stealing a rocket to go to the moon. Um, we are back. Uh, aren't they in Antarctica? No, she had a no, plane. <laughs> Okay. Uh, of course. So um, she's yeah. When they left Antarctica, she's like, "Yeah, we're going to need a bigger ship." And so Wolverine is like, "Cool, let's get let's steal a rocket to go to the moon." Um, so they land on what's called the blue area of the moon, which is an artificial environment created by the Skrulls. Um, also, the Avengers are here somehow because Logan told them where he and Hope were going. Uh, but also the X-Men are also here now and they're about to fight again when an unconscious Thor lands and so does the Phoenix. Um, Hope is quickly overwhelmed 
and knocks everyone he's fighting down with an energy blast and realizes it's too much for her to control. So oh. she asks Wolverine to kill her, but he's stopped by fucking Scott and his fucking laser eyes. Meanwhile, I'm kind of frustrated that Hope like is like, oh, you guys are all right. I can't I can't control it now that we're all on the moon together. She's she's a literal teen. And like I had a moment where I was kind of pissed with her, too. But then I thought about like, OK, at 17, did I think I could take on the Phoenix Force? Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> OK, point well made. Because somebody was like, Leia, can you take can you handle the Phoenix? I'd be like, hell yeah, man, yeah. I can do anything. <laughs> Come so, at like, me, bro. I get it. Um, she, she, she bit off far more than she chew. Roll all that shit together. I'll do it with you. We'll go to the loony bin together. <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, Tony and Giant Man Hank Pym are, boon- are booting up a giant mech suit thing. Um, and it flies towards the imminent Phoenix as everyone's fighting. And uh, now even the X-Men want Scott to leave Hope alone. The mech fires a disruptor at the Phoenix and everything kind of whites out a bit. And when we return, the worst possible thing has happened. The Phoenix has taken residence in Scott, Emma Frost, Namor, Colossus, and Ileana. They tell Cap and the Avengers to fuck off and take Hope with them off of the moon. Hmm. Ten days later, Magneto and Professor X meet up on Utopia to have a chat. (laughs) And uh, they visit with uh, Phoenix Scott, who is now has telepathic abilities uh, along with a host of other new fun things. And he's a little fucking bonkers. You said who who's meeting who's meeting with um, Charles Scott, Xavier? Scott? Yeah, where's he been? X and well, where has he been? Yeah, uh, he dealing is, with Legion. He is. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, that's true. That really? that is that. Yes, he and Legion have been doing father son shit for the first time in comic book history. So wow. yes, there is a whole series about uh charles going and trying to find out basically he's been resurrected and he goes to find out who he is but he does that by visiting people and kind of like getting their memories of who he was and finding out that most people did not like him (laughs) uh so charles has basically quit being the leader of the x-men uh at this point in comics history and is just basically like trying to hang out with his son trying to hang out with legion and, and just be like okay i at least i could have a relationship with my son and this interrupts all of that shit <laughs> just trying to you know fucking throw the throw the old baseball around in the yard with his kid when all that's this right shit and his um, kid his kid turns his neck and bats the ball with his fucking <laughs> hair because <laughs> legion has dumb hair he does uh, okay so <laughs> no uh, 10 days later, uh, yeah, so they meet up, um, and, uh, and, uh, Xavier tells Scott that people are afraid, uh, but Scott doesn't give a fuck. Um, he feels that they're remaking the world and that mankind just has to accept that. He literally looks at, at Professor X and says, here's your dream, Charles. I've given it to you. So the, the reason he's saying this is like, it shows like magic is in the horn of Africa making fields grow. Uh, Cyclops is in the uh, Tamir Peninsula, and like there is just wheat as far as you can see. Like they are using the Phoenix Force powers to create, like, like ostensibly you know, help humanity. Yes, they're purifying the water. They're uh, in the Gobi Desert, making limitless energy. Like 
they are improving humanity. Yeah. They, are, they are giving them everything that the planet needs. So two days later, the Avengers have been saved in battle by Colossus, who basically just talked it out with uh, the people they were fighting, which is the Electric Legion. Um, and he convinces them to provide free mutant power for most of East, Eastern Europe. Um, mutant Talks power? Avengers. Yes, these these people are, they are electric. They are, they are literally... Uh, Oh no! Walking electricity, and they had been fighting the Avengers, and basically, yeah, Cyclops and crew show up, and they're like, "Or, or <laughs> you could work with each other and yeah, provide power." Do they've got like weird names that are like and yeah? Well, and it's just <laughs> and, it's, and it's literally just Colossus who walks out and is and and speaks to them in an electric language, which is just like lightning bolts. <laughs> So he knows their language too, and negotiates with them to basically be like, "Okay, um, you're gonna, you know, they'll power Eastern Europe in exchange for like, you know, you leave them the fuck alone. They want their own shit. Like their people." I mean, I don't hate the direction that this is going for humanity. I just still kind of dislike Scott. That's fine. That's, no, no, that's, it's fine. That's fair. Uh, it'll get worse. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so, so Cap talks to the Avengers, they're not sure what the fuck to do anymore. They're like, this is good, but also weird. Um, in Utopia, Scott offers a reluctant hope, the Phoenix Force, and she accepts it, but psych, he won't give it to her because she already turned it down. So she does now she doesn't deserve it. What a fucking dick. Like, wow. he does this for almost no reason. He's like, hey, you want some? She's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah, okay. I can. And he's like, <laughs> no, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. So we cut over to uh, Lei Kung, who is the Thunderer. Yes. Um, and he is going to Kunlun to seek the Book of the Fallen, which has information in it about how to potentially defeat the Phoenix Force. And he's told that he needs the Iron Fist. Is this guy introduced here? Or is no. he from someplace else? The Thunderer is a whole thing with... Uh, okay. And this is where my knowledge really falls flat. Because I am not a fan of kung fu movies. And so, by definition, I'm not a fan of, like, kung fu comics. Um, but this falls into the Kunlun, uh, Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, all of that uh -huh. kung fu side of, of Marvel. Um, and the Thunder is another one of those, like, uh, heroes that, that is part of the whole Kung Fu thing. Um, yeah, he's, he's an Iron Fist guy. Like, yeah. Okay. He's from there. This is the first time I've ever seen him because I also do not, I like, I actually enjoy like the, you know, Kung Fu Wuxia type movies, but I don't, I've never really read Iron Fist and don't know much about it. I didn't even watch his first season on Netflix when that when that was a thing. So oh, it was it was painful. It never yeah, even occurred to me to go look this stuff up, to be honest with you. But I <laughs> I really, really love Kung Fu with David Carradine. <laughs> well there so, you go. Yeah. Honestly, you enjoy I might... that type of thing. Um the new <laughs> Chi movie is outstanding. Oh the Shang Chi um, movie is phenomenal. It yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about it. Like I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. Um, but Agreed. at any rate, before I, before I go off yeah. on a tangent that we'll push this into a three part episode, um, <laughs> as we're probably already getting a two part, but yes, 
Um, so uh, the Avengers, meanwhile, are, are at the White House talking to the president about how the mutants have declared an end to war and, and they're calling it the Pax Utopia. Um, and the president is like, well, the X-Men aren't really being held accountable for what we do or for what they do. So, like, we got to do something about this. There needs to essentially be like checks and balances. Um, and uh, meanwhile, Wanda is having essentially a, a vision of not not the vision capital v but she's having a vision mm-hmm. of uh the phoenix destroying the avengers um they are the avengers are busy trying to plan out how to break into utopia to get hope um t'challa chooses to sit this one out because he's a prince and uh basically any action he takes is going to be a direct reflection of the uh the, the country of wakanda so he political, he feels yeah. that he can't really join in at this point because otherwise it would be a political maneuver um <clears throat> everyone else gets special suits from tony and uh they do manage to get a hold of her but too late because scott and emma show up and make short work of everybody uh just as it looks like it's it's going to be a real shit show oh fuck wanda's here she asked them to stop and Scott says, well, no, self-defense. Wanda says she's taking all of them with her, including Hope, and she offers to take Hope wherever she wants. Uh, it turns out Scott really can't do shit against Wanda. So she takes nice. them all, and uh, Scott says, no more Avengers. That a throwback to no more mutants. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, we start back off uh, in Utopia, uh, where Scott's newly developed Phoenix telepathy is kind of bothering him. So naturally, he does what anybody would do in this situation and goes to the moon. Um, these people oh, are always on the fucking moon. Always going to the moon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while he's on the moon, he goes back to where Gene was killed, but he realizes that he doesn't feel anything. Like he's not having an emotional response, like just a logical one. So he decides that he needs to talk to someone about this, but instead of seeking a fucking therapist, <laughs> he conjures up Gene's ghost out of moon dust. Come <laughs> So bad. So Gene Gray was killed on the moon, I take it. Yes. That's just yes. I don't remember. So yeah, Gene Gray, <laughs> Gene Gray went Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix ate a planet. Gene Gray became Gene Gray again. Then uh the Shi'ar were like, hey, you probably should stand trial for eating a planet. Uh, she started to go Dark Phoenix again on the moon and had Wolverine kill her. I like how yeah. Wolverine's always the one. That, okay. He's, he's the one that does the dirty work. I guess. Um, but yeah, so so Scott basically, and I don't, it's not even really Jean's ghost. It's basically like a... Uh, what the Phoenix creation. remembers of her? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Um, but but Gene Gene tells him that he's he's done well with the Phoenix so far. But uh, since the Phoenix Force kind of amplifies the kind of person you are, um, he's lost perspective along with his emotions. So he <laughs> asks her if he still has his humanity, and she tells him if he did, he wouldn't have made her out of moon dust. And then she crumbles. <laughs> so uh, Scott leaves the moon uh, determined to not let the Phoenix Force change him. Uh, this will become hilarious later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so what we just established then is that what the Phoenix Force does is make you more of who you are, right? right. Yes. Closer to your own bones. Yes. And Scott's a douche anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so naturally. <Okay. laughs> Mega douche! Cool. Cool, 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 cool. 
Um, yeah, naturally, uh, Scott, after he heads back to Earth, decides to brand the Avengers as terrorists because they're basically all terrified of Wanda. Um, and so, so they, they attack a couple of few Avengers, uh, Vision, uh, Clint, um, you know, they're, they're badly hurt. Um, I thought Clint was dead. No, he, Clint came back after House of M. Okay. Uh, yeah. also, there is a panel of Wanda and Vision fighting next to each other, which there has been no kind of conversation or anything between them since he was like, get out my house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did notice that. Like it's, it's very strange, but Healthy. yeah, this I, androids, man. Um, so, uh, Oh, she got the little like paper clip and put it in the back <laughs> of his neck. <laughs> have you tried turning it off and turning it back on <laughs> factory reset <laughs> so uh in utopia iliana and namor want to basically kill wanda their their argument is that you know that's the only way to stop her um scott at this point does not want anyone to die and kind of tells them to get their their act together um tony for his part is basically building a suicide to fight the phoenix um, but T'Challa slaps him upside the head and tells him there's got to be another way. Um, Hope lets them know that they're scared of Wanda, and Doctor Strange gives them illusion, illusion enchantment necklace things to make the wearers look like Wanda to sort of buy time while they gather more data. Um, it works. Scott thinks they're winning because they're capturing Avengers, but Namor is pissed. Danny Rand and Lei Kun, the Thunderer, uh, meet up with the crew in Wakanda and want to take Hope to Kunlun to train. Uh, but as they're discussing this, oh fuck, Namor's here. Um, Namor destroys in Wakanda because he's okay. a dick. Um, <laughs> and uh, but he's, he also he also destroys Wakanda partially because Emma told him that the Avengers have had have hidden Hope there. He hasn't told Scott. Right. Well, also partially because Namor has always hated Wakanda. Well, yeah, uh, like I said. Because he's yeah. a dick. Yeah. Oh my word. <laughs> so, this is a recurring theme with Namor. Um, it's it's he's it's kind of it, like it's his turn on is destroying Wakanda. Um, yes. <laughs> we do not kink shame on this show, but <laughs> I don't know Seems destroying destroying a country. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and shame on that. <laughs> you know, I think there's a, a running. Who were the five again? Uh, it was Cyclops, Emma Frost. Uh, Magic, uh, Colossus, and Namor. So, with the exception of Coloss, Coloss, Colossus, Colossus, <laughs> Piotr, they are—they're all dicks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, how is Colossus acting? Hanging out. With with his, guys, yeah, with yeah. the with the Force Five power. So far, he's literally been showing up, doing negotiations, being like, "Okay, like he was the one that negotiated with the the energy people." Like so far, he's been like, "Hey, um, I came from poor uh, Russian stock, and I'm not fucking crazy like my sister, so um, I'm gonna do good." And he, by and large, does not show up in a lot of like these fights uh, yeah. where you see the Phoenix Force people show up. It's always Magic, Cyclops, Emma, or uh, Namor. Huh. Yeah, he's he's the chillest one of them all. He is uh, because he's still. Like you know, they're they're amplifying uh, Colossus, and right, Colossus right is there. like the most laid back Russian dude you will ever find. Right. 
you know? Yeah. So, um, Lee Kun, uh, dips out with, with, with some folks. Uh, Iron Fist stays behind because he got left behind. <laughs> yeah, which he is not happy about. He's like, you guys no. are going to come up. What the fuck? Hey, guys, wait for me. <laughs> My name's Danny Rand. Uh, I'm the protector of Kunlun, the immortal Iron Fist. <laughs> Danny, we don't have time for this. <laughs> um, Choose a name. T'Challa is, of course, very, very pissed off. Uh, and everybody who's left over in Wakanda, who doesn't go through this this portal, um, starts fighting Namor. Because um, all these idiots can... just showed up and destroyed his damn country. Yeah, like understandably upset. Like I, I'm not, I'm not okay. even, I'm not, I'm not even mad about that. Like I get it. Um, that's what it's where your stuff is. Um, so it, back in Utopia, the remaining four Phoenix folks decide to go to Wakanda because Namor's acting the fool. And uh, Wanda faces off with Namor and manages to take him out, but she kind of passes out herself and is actually saved by Vision. Um, again, with no explanation. There is not, yeah. as, as far as I know, been a phone call, a conversation, a text message, an right. email about their relationship. They just, sure, all right. Um, they didn't. They didn't go to couples counseling. There was <laughs> none of this is shown. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, because the other the other four have showed up and. Uh, because Wanda has managed to take out Namor, um, the Phoenix force that he had has now all gone into the four of them, making them more powerful. This really sucks. Um, the Avengers managed to escape through a portal uh, while Professor X is yelling at the Phoenix four. Um, eight days later, uh, we are Phoenix back. Phoenix four. I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> it Phoenix was four. the Phoenix five. Yeah. That's Phoenix Four. Um, so eight days later, in Kunlun, uh, Spider Man is helping Hope to train to enter the thirty six chambers of the Wu Tang Clan, and uh, <laughs> it's for the children. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the the Avengers are using portal power to try to find uh, the teammates that have been captured by the X Men, um, and and it's basically stated that they are not having a great amount of success doing this during the course of this they actually lose thor um so i guess <laughs> you can say that it is pretty serious uh they managed to to capture thor by the way um, lose in any of these cases or not, is not dead uh yeah. it is it is captured uh the worst example is clint who poor poor clint basically <laughs> gets burned alive and is left for dead, and the Avengers are like, or the X-Men are like, well, I mean, Phoenix Force can heal him, and then we could just capture him. So that's what they do. Uh, is they're like, regrow him, and then are like, okay, well, you're in prison now. I just, Ugh. I like, Clint has been through so much shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, for a dude who legitimately has no powers. <laughs> no. He's just ordinary guy. And I mean, he has died, been resurrected, been set on fire, God knows what else. Like this poor man. Get some um, new friends. <laughs> exactly. Like get better friends, my dude. Yeah. Stick stick around for the fraction run of Hawkeye, which yeah. all of this is really discussed. <laughs> it really is, and it's great. It is delightful. Um so um uh Tony's still trying to figure out how to use Wanda's magic and as well as Iron Fist Iron Fist and yes. and Hope. Uh, to to kind of combine them together to defeat the phoenix and and you know make it get gone um so basically they're trying to tony and and beast and t'challa and, and like the science bros basically 
are, are all trying to kind of collect data, as much data as they can about what the fuck the Phoenix is, what it does, um, how effective everybody's powers are against it. So they, they yeah. Can I just say what episode are we in or what, what issue nine issue nine. It took you nine issues to stop <laughs> and go, maybe we should think about this. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of punching and not a lot of talking or thinking or science. Okay. Uh, are they all in Kunlun? Yes. The, the, yes. The Avengers have pulled back to Kunlun uh, just basically because Kunlun is outside of a lot of like views. It's like its own, like kind of almost like a pocket realm because it's between two realms. So the idea is that the Phoenix Four can't see them in Kunlun. Nice. Uh, on top of that, there's also the prophecy that the Phoenix had come years and years ago and the Iron Fist had sent it away. Not defeated it, but sent it away. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's their best shot is is staging things out of Kunla. Yeah. Every time you say Phoenix 4, I can't help but to think of a uh, 1960s doo-wop. <laughs> it does, it does something. Nice. The Phoenix doo-wop. Doo-wop. <laughs> <laughs> It's the all Earth. about rebirth. Oh, <laughs> especially when I was, especially when I was writing this up, I kept uh, unintentionally thinking of them as the Aqua Teen Phoenix Force. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a dirty Phoenix Force. Especially with all the shit on the moon, I was like, oh man. <laughs> especially yeah, with the Moon Knights. Yes. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god. The Moonanites? Did I miss something? The what? Moonanites? No, it's, a, it's a it's a previous thing. Basically, in this show, the Inhumans are the Moonanites. Yes, because... is that what they're called in the comics? No no no, 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 no. It's, no, no, it's, it's an Aqua Teen Hunger Force reference. There are little, basically, Atari shape guys, shaped guys that are the Moonanites. They live on the moon. Their vertical leap is beyond all measurement. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole thing. It, it's yeah, it's it's a lot. Uh, so. Um, the X-Men, meanwhile, are coming to understand that the Phoenix is corrupting the remaining, the the remaining four, uh, that are possessed by it. So Emma also seems to understand this because her telepathy is urging her to basically like remote kill with her mind. Like she, she talks to Scott about how she can, if she wanted to reach out to their minds and essentially just turn their brain off, like flipping a switch. Yep. Um, which is terrifying. Um, she tells Scott where hope is and asks him to help her before she kills someone, but he's already left at this point and she's just talking to herself. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're gonna In so your notes is is there the next section? Because otherwise yes. I'll, I'll okay, good. Because yep. it's not important she, to the story, but Jesus. Yeah, so 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 Natalie, there's a two-page section, again, not not really important to the rest of the story, but she basically goes in and like murks a random dude who was a pilot who killed a mutant 20 some years ago by accident. Oh. Like his plane flew into a young boy who had just sprouted wings and flew up into the air and like his plane hit it. And he, he kept kept going. Yeah, he kept going I mean, uh, and didn't do anything about plane? it. And so she just walks into his house while he's having dinner with his family and straight up kills this man and leaves. And leaves. Yeah. So yeah. Say, just really saying, by the way, no one has secrets anymore. Not from me. Yeah. I I gotta. Yeah. Are, so are the Phoenix Four? 
good guys? Or I mean, bad guys? Or... I mean, Emma oh. was never, I would never have called Emma a good guy. Uh, Emma is, if you're being liberal with it and forgiving, she is an anti-hero. Oh, yeah. uh, Emma's the first person in any of these to be like, so kill the bitch. So just yeah. kill them. Kill them yeah. and the problem is solved. And to be fair, she's about to be fair. <laughs> she's she's right about half the time. Yeah, this is true. I I still I yeah, I just can't in this particular point she this is really just to to illustrate that she has she's gone she's off, the rest. Go off the deep end. Yeah. Well, she did ask for help. She basically said, I need you to help me before I give in to this, and he walked away and she's like, Well, I guess it's give in time. <laughs> right. <laughs> And you asked for help from yeah. You asked for help from Scott, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. And waste approximately zero seconds uh, before just going out and straight up murking a dude, right? Um, Okay. Well, and it's implied that this is one of those things that she's just been sitting there thinking about: is this dude in 1987 flew a jet into a brand new mutant and just kept driving, uh, and and that is something that she has now. And she has the power to stop it. Like it's 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 got some good nuance to it, but at the same yeah. time, it's like probably shouldn't just walk in and murk the dude. Yeah, and right. Like, not a hundred percent sure on what she thought he could have done. Like you can't pull a plane over to the <laughs> side. <laughs> well, he never radioed it in. Oh, okay. He never said anything. He just kept going. Okay, that okay. I I'll I'll allow it. Um, that's fine. Still, she shouldn't have done that. <laughs> right. And following this scene is is another what the fuck scene. So please go right ahead. So, uh, yeah, we cut over to Wakanda where um, T'Challa is surveying the ruins of, of his city. And uh, Storm flies in and uh, they're having some marital difficulties yet again. Uh, T'Challa is, of course, understandably pissed off because Namor has destroyed his country. Um, and uh storm being an, an x-man is uh kind of with him by association as far as he's concerned um t'challa announces to her that they are now divorced so she can be with the x-men that she loves so much forever now um he tells oh her that God. he's had the marriage annulled by the high priest of wakanda and she replies well aren't you the high priest of wakanda <laughs> and he responds and- with please do not come here again yeah, like, uh, yeah, fuck all the way off, my good bitch. Um, wow. <laughs> so, uh, Storm, Storm naturally is sad and is like, hey, you know what? Let's, let's talk about our relationship later. Uh, let's just focus on right now. I want to help you guys. Like, I want to help the Avengers. Um, this is, right. this I is was wrong. I was wrong. I, this has gone off the rails. I just want to help. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, uh, Ileana has raised a portion of limbo to Earth, uh, and she's, using that area as a as a prison for some of the Avengers that have been captured. Um, the Avengers, with an assist from Storm and Professor X, managed to uh, roll into the joint, but Ileana and Colossus are already waiting for them. Weirdly, Colossus, for no reason, has been putting legs on whales. This has nothing to do with the story whatsoever. <laughs> it's never addressed again, and it is creepy uh, as shit. Uh, it's, just whales walking around? No, they died because they died they because they don't again. know how to use. Yeah, 
they 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 die because they don't know how to use legs and uh he keeps forgetting that they don't do well on land yeah very fucking weird he's trying to make dinosaurs i guess Uh, yeah but he would have to start with birds then they're they're not good at this they're just not good at this they're not it's very weird. I don't know even why this wow. was in a panel. It has it is never it is <laughs> it I feel the... like I feel like this is an example of um I mean, okay, uh to pull back the curtain, all four of the people here on this podcast right now uh played Vampire the Masquerade uh as a LARP. I'm gonna out huh. all of us. Wow. As a LARP. Uh, oh no, sir. they must not life. know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gross. Uh but <laughs> In that, there is the Giovanni clan, which is uh, basically like Italian uh, uh, merchants uh, family that they 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 are basically embraced and born. They are born and eventually some of them are embraced into opulent. And the idea is that when you have everything, there is there is a. A, a, a divide to zero like amount of time before you're just going to start to push boundaries that Absolutely. don't exist uh i took this as that's what's happening is right. that cyclops at the, or uh colossus at this point is like okay but i've done all of this i can do everything what more could i do my my actually i had a very similar uh thought about that except instead of giovanni it was zamishi um because that's that's some straight up zamishi shit like let's put legs on this creature that doesn't have legs see what happens weird (laughs) pretty weird so he flesh crafts some whales okay and then the story moves on they're all going Uh, insane (laughs) yeah i mean that could be insanity yeah it could be a great sign of that okay so i think that's really what it is honestly it's just an indication that even colossus the chill one is kind of going a little bonker yeah um so due to demonic interference, uh, they can't get a portal open or teleport out of here. So the uh, Avengers have to rescue the folks that are are in this limbo on Earth, um, kind of on by their own power with their own hands. They can't use magic crap to get them out of this. Wait, the, um, the Phoenix Four are in the limbo? Uh, it's just Ileana and Colossus. Ileana and Colossus are in the limbo. Yeah. I think leaving them there, isn't that just like solve half your problem? I mean, it's on Earth now, so it would, it would mm. still still be there. Yeah, <laughs> okay. sadly. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so there's there's more fighting. Um, it's not going super great for the Avengers until Spider-Man manages to distract Ileana and Colossus, and uh, Storm manages to open an exit. Ileana and Colossus are beating the absolute piss out of Peter when they start fighting over whether or not they should kill him. Very cleverly, Peter reminds them that, oh, geez. You know, if one of them falls, their phoenix power will all just get stronger for the people who manage to remain standing. <sighs> Wouldn't that be a shame? That would just be the worst thing ever. Um, and naturally, they take each other out. Like, I mean, I get boy. it. I, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I've got siblings of my own. I'm the oldest of five. I 100% get this. Um, so they take each other out. Wow. Um, <clears throat> Scott arrives, shining like a golden god here for hope uh danny tries briefly to protect her but uh doesn't do a good job uh before he uh starts getting the crap kicked out of him he tells her to go find lake coon and uh hope runs as tony knocks scott off course out of the air uh with pretty much everything he's got um meanwhile in utopia professor x has some regrets about letting his dudes choose the wrong side 
Um, and uh, Emma is making the remaining mutants literally worship her. Um, she's huh. using her telepathy powers to basically mind control people, the, the, the mutants that are living there, to like be on their knees and think nice things about her. Well, she's not mind controlling them. Like they're on their knees and she calls people out that have thoughts that don't agree with what she wants. So like Cannonball, she calls him out and says, do you think me cruelly? He's like, no, I, I, I don't. She's like, your words and your thoughts don't agree. It'd be best if you change your thoughts. Like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So it's fair. She's not, she's not technically using mind control, but she's kind of like, uh, it would be actually <laughs> better. Tactics. It would actually be better in this case, if she was using mind control, <laughs> Right. Because she's like, change your thoughts. Uh, no. Yeah. How do you even do that? I don't know. Uh, even Magneto was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so are, are, are these, I mean, are these guys like Dark Phoenix or anything? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, no. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's something coming up then. <laughs> I mean, because that's, I mean, they start out by helping humanity to kicking the shit out of Spider-Man and making people worship you? Yep. I mean, yep. it's, it's definitely a downward, it's definitely a downward spiral. Oh, great okay. album. Um. <laughs> and further, further down the spiral is also, also great. Yeah, yeah. classic. Yeah. Um, Where's so, Captain uh, America at? Well, it's kind of we'll organizing shit. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so uh, Hope manages to find Lei Kung uh, as Thor, Clint, and the thing get very briefly knocked around by Scott, who's still looking for her. Um, and then Hope and Lei Kung then arrive to the battle on Shaolau, who is the dragon, uh, the source of power for Kunlun. Um, the legend says that it once defeated the Phoenix, uh, but it's no match for Scott, I guess, because it's too young or something. I don't understand how dragons work in this uh, <laughs> universe. It's it's like, yeah, we got this easy, un unrelenting source of power for Kunlun, the, the mystical, all powerful. Oh no, it's falling. Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's like, oh, it must have been too young. And I was like, how is it too young if it's like the source of power for this pocket dimension? I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but uh, Scott advances to try to kill it, and uh, Lei Kun calls him out uh, and tells him that he he's got no honor. Um, because he wants to kill a wounded animal and hurt a little girl. It's super fucking rude of you, dude. Get your head straight. And uh, Hope tells Scott that she won't side with monsters. He advances on her, and Hope screams for him to stay back, but this time, she's got some dragon power. Somehow, she's managed to absorb the powers of the dragon. This actually hurts Scott, and hmm. really pisses him off. She does what's called a chaos punch. Uh, okay. So she runs right into Tony, Beast, and Wanda. Um, Wanda's here. Wanda, Wanda is now in play. So she tries to hit him with all that she has, but it really doesn't do jack shit uh, hmm. at this point because he's got uh, 50% Phoenix power at this point uh, since the other three of the five are down. However, uh, Hope now has dragon power and also has absorbed a little bit of Wanda's chaos magic, and she fucks his shit right up with the chaos fits. She punches him onto the fucking moon. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally onto the moon. And as Scott is there, it, like, trying, he's like, I can't, he's like, it he t he's, he's thinking to himself about, like, it takes him an hour to be able, even able to move his legs. 
while this is going on, as an aside, the watcher is there. He's not doing anything. He's just watching. But he looks disgusted as fuck. Wow. <laughs> like he, he just he's he's watching this. He's, he, you can kind of like even on the comics panel, you can picture him just kind of slowly shaking his head back and forth. Right. Um. So it takes Scott a little while to recover enough to function, but he decides that he needs Emma's power and heads back to Earth. In Utopia, Magneto takes off his helmet and tries to uh, basically think at Professor X for some help. Um, <clears throat> the Avengers are still hiding out in Kunlun. In the meantime, uh, Tony has been working hard on a special helmet for Wanda that basically reads Wanda's mind and taps into her probability powers. Because um, this is this is kind of what chaos magic is, is it's just being able to tap into probabilities to give things a little bit of a push to go the way that you want them to go um and uh the helmet also has the benefit of uploading all of the data that they currently have on the phoenix um the people who are possessed the avengers the x-men weather conditions anything at all that can factor into the upcoming fight um they basically want to use this to foresee the possibilities a lot like uh, the best the best equivalent I have for this is it's almost identical to, save for the helmet part, almost identical to like what Doctor Strange does in an Avengers Endgame is okay. to foresee all the possibilities and, and kind of go with the ones where they can win. Um, so they run yeah. the number and on this and they 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 center in on on a potential three with uh, with with Tony and with um, Thor and uh and, and nothing works nothing works um and they are about ready to give up and then all of a sudden they like suddenly remember that hope exists <laughs> um meanwhile steve is meeting with an old friend hulk uh original green hulk hulk agrees to smash for the cause and uh in wisconsin rogue is meeting up with professor x and the avengers to essentially repent to say that she is She's she's wrong. She knows she's wrong. She wants to to help them. Uh, and Professor X tells her to bring the others, and they'll be safe, I guess, at the Mars Cheese Castle. It's not really specified where in Wisconsin they are. <laughs> oh my that gosh. is where I have House on them. the Rock. <laughs> right, House Could on be. the Rock, also very valid. Uh, Where's Wolverine at? Also, when this probably is going the broad on. stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll get we'll get back to him in a minute um uh professor x also acknowledges that despite his love for scott and and for for all of the x-men really um but they they gotta stop him they gotta you know put it put him down if they need to but this has to stop did professor x ever get magneto's brain message his, his uh think it is, telegram it is it is implied that yes he does okay um so in utopia scott and emma are having a discussion about whether or not they should burn the world down uh, when Xavier shows up to try to reason with Scott and kindly informs him he's here to stop it. Um, he is in Scott's head and Scott does not like this at all. Everyone is here now uh, and they are all fighting. And as they're doing this, Scott is accusing Professor X of betraying him and forcing his hand. He's kind of pulling one of those like, look what you made me do kind of <laughs> weaselly bullshit excuses um even magneto tries to reason with him very briefly but scott's like way too far gone um he actually manages to take out emma and now has the whole phoenix force in him oh, great. um after this happens he straight up 
mind murder kills Professor X for being in his head. What? And then goes full Dark Phoenix. Aw, there it is. (laughs) There it is. There it is. So it's explained that the Phoenix was attracted to the mutant population. And Wanda, when she nearly eradicated the mutants, um, this caught its attention again. I mean, as much as it can, as much as the weird sentient cosmic force can have even attention, but basically it sensed the imbalance or it sensed the loss of the mutants and like did a U-turn and headed straight back for earth. Uh-huh. Um, it, with the intent, if it can even be ascribed intent uh, to essentially rebirth mutants via hope uh, who has a little bit of the Phoenix force in her. Um, as, yeah. Um, so Wanda meets up with Hope, who is distraught over having to fight her own people to save the world. And she decides to blame Wanda for wiping out the mutants, because if that, you know, if that had never happened, this wouldn't be happening now. And I mean, like, she's like a 17 year old kid, like, you know, so this is this is kind of a dumb. I would never get in an argument with Wanda Maximoff about fucking anything at all. Like Wanda could eat my leftovers right out of the fridge. And I'd be like, I hope you enjoyed them. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so they start fighting um and and actually managed to uh create essentially like a crater in the ground from this this fighting uh which sucks the you know cap and tony show up and and kind of break it up a little bit but it does give tony an idea uh like if if they're like this if they're this powerful when they're fighting each other what happens essentially when they're both pointed at something and working together um Meanwhile, all around the world, shit is going down. It is not a good scene um, because of the Dark Phoenix energy. Like the oceans are burning and like shit is collapsing and like there's volcanoes and like, you know, the, the, the earth is kind of getting torn apart a little bit. So much for all doing all this good stuff for humanity. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so hmm. uh, so Scott is is fucking up the Avengers um, pretty, pretty seriously when uh nova reappears who i guess is no longer comatose at this point and just knocks him out of the sky um after he is kind of taken down to earth uh because he was like flying over like europe or something when this happens um hope and wanda arrive and they begin combining their forces to fuck up scott um as this is happening and they they're beating the crap out of him scott has kind of like a like a vision um where he sees gene in the flames uh because there's there's fire everywhere um and gene advises him that it's time to let go um as he is kind of falling into unconsciousness the phoenix force leaves him and goes into hope who uses Ah! all of the fire so she like willingly accepts this and uh at first is like, no, I'm going to use this as a force for good. I'm going to be the white phoenix. I'm going to save everything. And Wanda's like, bitch, no, that's not why you were chosen. <laughs> you were chosen because you are the only one who is strong enough to let the phoenix go. So she takes her hand and says, no more fire, no more fighting, no more playing God, no more phoenix. And the phoenix with this uh, dissipates. Um, her magic basically uh, her magic and hope's powers combined basically release a energy burst all around the world and 
what that does is it starts repopulating mutants all over the earth. All what? of a sudden, the um, the Stepford Cuckoos who have been monitoring uh, the the mutant situation via Cerebro has uh, basically are like we are getting new hot dots popping up every like every second. They're boom, 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 boom. Like mutants are are back. They're back, baby. Um, so it's kind of a neat explanation as to how the uh, house of L- m plot line kind of gets a reversal um it makes it, it actually makes some kind of sense and i can i can kind of see it because it's it's just weird energy um but yeah so the mutants are back the phoenix is gone um and so in the conclusion um scott is basically put in ruby quartz hell jail um and Steve is talking to him. Uh, he does apologize to him for not helping mutants more, but the, he uh, states that the rest of the four need to turn themselves in. Um, he is putting together a new uncanny team of X-Men. So that's oh. the formation of that. Right. Um, Nova, who uh, he was the first to warn them of this, is invited to join the Avengers. And at the con- final conclusion of this, um, Hope is apparently free and happy, still jetpacking around to fight crime. Fight and crime! That- doing what she wants! <laughs> exactly! Um, and that is where the story concludes. Okay, I have a question. You ready? Yeah. yeah. If all of the people in this comic actually received professional therapy... <laughs> what is the likelihood that this storyline would have occurred at all it probably only would have been about like instead of 12 issues it would have been maybe six or possibly even just a three uh. <laughs> like there's a lot in here and it's really really funny like there's a lot here that could have just really been solved with very simple communication like yeah, talk you, to people yeah you got like husbands and wives you know no never come back here and <laughs> exactly like like this this plot like caused a goddamn divorce like holy shit <laughs> yeah near and one that probably should have happened but didn't because they just figured well we'll we'll push the argument down to our stomachs and let it become cancer yeah pretty much pretty much yeah like everybody <laughs> everybody is everybody's acting the fool like it it it's not this is not like a terrible storyline i actually found it very entertaining but like yeah yeah, some talking would have helped my guys right (laughs) i thought it was just a batshit crazy story yes i mean yes that just it went so many ways involving i mean i pulled up the the cover to look at the cover oh yeah good idea crazy yeah yeah, and the things in there, or is that Red Hulk? That's Red Hulk. That's probably Red yeah, Hulk. Red, Red oh, well, Hulk. the thing does show up too. So he, I, oh. I, oh, jeez, yeah, he's he's in there a couple times. Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, this was just like th- I also feel that this plot line too was kind of a who's who of douchebags. Like everybody was everybody who acts like a complete jag off in the comics just kind of amped themselves up by like five percent. Right. Yeah, Ooh. minimum like any- five to percent. Was there any of the super villains in the story? Not really. Oh, other than if you question. consider Magneto to be a super villain. I mean, he's no. in it, but like, yeah, uh, they really didn't. Magneto is not a villain. There <laughs> well, we go. I, I'm 100% in the Magneto was right camp. So yeah. I don't consider him a villain in any way, shape or form. But if you do, that would technically count. But yeah, other than that, there's really no 
bad guys that that that, that do anything in yeah, this. And- really. Like at best, there's anti heroes like like Emma Frost and Namor and, and whatnot. But like, yeah, no no well, real super villains. What's interesting about it too is that so I tend to really be in the uh, Magneto camp as well of like, well, yeah, he's clearly correct, and the humans yeah. are all horrible. I have to admit there was a point in this story in which I was like, oh, the humans should just wipe out all of the X-Men and lock up all of the Avengers. (laughs) And that will solve all of this. (laughs) Like, yeah. yeah. Like I suddenly became a congressman in the comic. Like, (laughs) yeah. Are there any further questions that y'all had about this plot line? No, not for me. (laughs) I'm just, that was just a, I mean, you start out with, uh, I don't know. I'm just, it went so many different ways. It did. Yes, it does. It is a lot. And, and you know, and honestly, this is, again, one of those situations that they, they've been really fond of doing in later years where we've got the main plot line and then there's a bunch of tie-in comics about, like, certain people mm-hmm. and what they were doing at this time. So there's there's other stuff going on in the background that this main plot line doesn't really get into um so there's you know like if you want to learn more consult your local library like you know (laughs) (laughs) like the omnibus that i have and i don't know about you josh but like the omnibus that i have actually does have the tie-ins in the back i did not even through those because i didn't have time frankly but um i probably will uh once there was a there was a whole series and so um i'm glad that i kind of read through at the beginning because this gets confusing. There is a whole, it, and it's called AVX. And it's a whole thing that all it is, is fights between an X-Men and an Avenger. And like, who would win? Yeah. Uh, crazy fantasy fist fight. Yes, <laughs> it is. Admittedly, admittedly, some of the team-ups that they have on the panels, or like, uh, not team-ups, but like uh, the, the, the fights that they have on the panels, they'll only show like one panel of like so-and-so fighting so-and-so yes. and some of them looked really interesting. And I was like, wait, but I want to see more about that. More like, that. tell me more yeah. about who's going to win That one fight. is called AVX versus. Um, so there are six issues of that. That's just like, okay, what if this person fought this person? And uh, while we're at it, uh, let's go through the Gambit watch. Uh, cause <laughs> I love Gambit. I, I love Gambit and, and in the X-Men comics, uh, this is another one, by the way, that Gambit shows up on the cover of a lot of these issues and doesn't do shit. Uh, <laughs> Meaning he's not actually in any of the panels inside. He is, but he, he doesn't like, but he doesn't speak. He doesn't do anything. He, yeah. He doesn't speak. He doesn't do anything like there, but he's on the cover of it. So is rogue and rogue doesn't do anything in this comic. All she does is she just, uh, you, she, she just goes to uh Mars cheese castle and surrenders. Yeah. While Wolver- at the broad stop. Yeah. Right. And, and there's like one panel where like, uh gambit basically gambit is with storm for most of the comic like her team um and he shows up in places he gets his ass kicked by uh by captain america in one panel which is actually pretty funny um (laughs) and at one point he speaks some french and iron fist tells him to shut up that is his only line that's the only thing that happens with him Yeah. He has he has less lines and less appearances than even Black Widow. So 
Uh, uh, yeah, which again, another one that I'm like, what? Why? Why do you not? Yeah. Yes, I think she has maybe two lines in this. Uh, yeah, and then she has... disappears forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, admittedly, there's not a whole lot she could do in this particular situation, but still, though. Right. This is such a classic example of why I think like people that aren't into comic have difficulty accessing comics sure look at the number of characters and the number of backstories and everything that's in this that you need almost to get context for what is effectively a giant fantasy and you have uh you have really nailed the difference between graphically novel and rec conversations really in this (laughs) because seriously there's a there have been so many episodes of graphically novel that we're trying to explain a graphic novel to somebody and people are like what who the fuck is that right why do i care and in rec conversations we run into it too but at least we can kind of do a, a quick deep dive into this is why this character is important uh to this particular story like here's a little info and so i'm hoping that somebody listens to that and like a good example is uh, World War Hulk, which was our um, lost episode that recently <laughs> dropped. Um, the Sentry is in uh, that issue. And the Sentry is a fascinating character, but is A, somewhat new when you're talking about comic book history. He was the the 2010s, I think. Yeah. Even. Wow. yeah. Um, I mean, he's fairly new, but he's like Superman level uh like power and at the same time everybody seems to know who he is when he shows up and there's an explanation for that and that is he is a living retcon he has the power to (laughs) retcon himself into shit uh and it sounds lame he's actually pretty pretty awesome like to to you know look at because he in order for him to have power he created his own like villain like nemesis which is the darker side of him uh so yeah it's it's kind of cool the way that they went about it but he literally just kind of shows up in a comic and is like yes and everyone's like oh yeah you're bruce banner's best friend and you're the sentry and you've been here forever and it's kind of like uh in buffy when uh dawn shows up and you know all of a sudden buffy has a little sister and you're like wait a minute what and you have to just keep going. And scene. Yeah. Uh, that's so, great. Yeah. And yeah. we all spent I mean, three months going, what the fuck was that? Right. He, he's basically a reality warper, not unlike Wanda in that way. Like, he yeah. can yeah. kind of just create his own backstory, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm so. just reading some of this AVX verses uh, where it talks about, like, um, Squirrel Girl and Pixie were playing with Avengers and X-Men figures made out of clay made by the puppet master yep the day before the hostilities began yes (laughs) hawkeye Hawkeye imagines (laughs) spider-woman wrestling with emma frost storm and psylocke that one that one not great yeah that one not great (laughs) flint get it together my dude Yeah. yeah like you've died like a hundred times and you've had some weird shit happen to you but like please Stop right? being fantasies to yourself. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to like do the deep dive and do the math. Who has died more, Clint, Professor X, or Jean Grey? 
and I know it's not Jean Grey because I've already done the math for Professor X, but Jean Grey is known as being the person that dies the most. No, uh, no. I if, feel like hot on her, hot on her heels is probably Natasha. Oh, uh, yeah. Like 8 billion times as well. Does Wolverine count only in that things that would kill? No, him? no. He's really only died once. Died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was just him being encased in adamantium. And then old man Logan was in the main continuity for a while to replace him. Oh. Which, yeah. Which was a thing. <laughs> uh, I thought this this story was actually completely different than what I thought this was. Me too. Yeah. Um, I thought this was going to be more along the lines of, uh, like, kind of like Secret War or... Right. Um, where they were kind of tricked into it versus right. them right. actually doing it. Just going so, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so I will ask, uh, we probably covered, like, we do the, the gloss. We do yeah. the, the, because there were certain parts I was following along in the comic as we were going. And I flipped through multiple pages because Leia, honestly, they didn't have anything to do with the main story. And so she skipped over them, which I, I do the same thing. But has our breakdown made it something that you want to go now go and seek out? No, I'll pass. <laughs> so only because one of the things that happens in this storyline is this probability detection. And that's absolutely fascinating to me. The idea that you would take all the probabilities and use math to, to predict forward, right? Yeah. It is a combination of like, foundation sci-fi and dune and like when i came out of the avengers movie i literally was like oh dr strange is the quitsat satirac right like, <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of that i would yeah maybe Al allison i would uh recommend that you listen to our episode on civil war 2 okay yeah uh and uh it was our season finale of of our first season um or just pick up the Civil War II comic. If that is your jam, uh, Civil War II is amazing in how <laughs> yes. they do that. And it is also, like, listening to our show on it, it is also the quintessential Tony Stark Needs Therapy Yay. episode. Because, <laughs> uh, like, honest to God, like, yeah, wow. That was such an enjoyable episode to to record, too. Like, it was it's just fun to... It was fun right. to do and it was fun to listen to because I listen to my own podcast because I'm that person. Um, but, <laughs> no, uh, I, I do it several times because I have to do it while I'm editing. But then I okay. also do it the day that it drops uh, to be like, okay, does everything sound like it should? And I've actually caught that I I like put the full theme in the front instead of the back and like things like that. Oh, right. So yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I am that dude because I'm the producer slash editor, editor. <laughs> i just i just basically listen to see if i sound like a ding dong or not um because and then straight up like and sometimes there's so long between when we record and when it airs that i genuinely i'm like i don't remember doing this don't at remember all. yeah yeah i hear you <laughs> love it i um uh, i like i would not um read it because i've always been more a favor of the villain um 
I've always liked, there really is no villain here. There, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've I've always enjoyed villains more. That's one of the th- back the one of the things about MCU I've I've never really enjoyed is the stories always focus. I mean, Thanos was great, but um, none of the other stories the villain never rolled over. I mean, Zemo kind of rolled over into <laughs> into a Falcon Winter Soldier, but uh, he he rolled over and did a little yeah. dance because they're uh, kind of their own villain. Had they had they not uh, killed off Killmonger. I think oh, that Killmonger I... could have been a really good legacy yeah. character that because it essentially if you're looking at things like Black Lives Matter and everything else, Killmonger was 1000% right. How Absolutely. how he went through and dealt with things was a very heavy-handed shift from the beginning to the end. Um and I I wasn't a big fan of that, but yeah, I I just uh Killmonger is definitely a villain that I wish would be around. A, there's it's a comics. rumor that he might come back, so who knows? I, well, we'll I don't, see. Yeah, yeah I don't the, that the is, rumor I saw, yeah, was that it he was would, actually going to be the new Black Panther. So. Oh man, oh I love that. Also, because, Michael B. Jordan is just mm. using the. Um, see, I would have been down with Shuri until the actress oh, decided yeah. to start being weird. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, the, I, the guy that plays. That uh, the actor that that played the uh, the clan that was up in the mountain, yeah, uh, yeah, Mbaku, the amazing Mbaku. He 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 would be. He's an amazing actor. I was, he was in um, um, Us, which was really good. Yeah, I it's yeah. on my list. I need to watch that so one. Um, oh man! But in general, that yeah, that that actor is so good <laughs> because uh, I Lay and I both have friends that. Um, are not huge into comic books. Uh, John and Keith, uh, John Hildebrandt, Keith Fisher. Um, but I showed a picture of Mbaku, and John was like, "Well, I'll at least watch that movie." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Everybody in that is also just incredibly gorgeous. Like across the across. No the board. shit. Like, uh, I mean, like one thousand percent. I am. I'm. On the Kinsey scale, I stop at Ryan Reynolds generally. Uh, <laughs> but Mbaku was such a great character, such a great yes. actor, so much presence in mm-hmm. what he was doing. Like, Black Panther's one of those movies that I'm like, Jesus Christ, could you at least get, like, a, a somewhat okay actor so I'm not just, like, blown away by every fucking performance that comes across my aisles like (sighs) angela bassett could could tell me to do literally anything and i would do it um yeah that woman is i don't understand how she she doesn't age she's flawless um just incredible Uh, i've loved her and everything i've seen her in and this was no exception yeah that Uh, was that was the movie um allison's allison and allison's brother julian they have this thing about um team are you team cap or team iron man mm-hmm. yeah and i've always been on team iron man until i saw uh, black panther and then i said you know what screw you i'm on team black panther because <laughs> that was a fantastic movie uh, yeah 100 100 percent. just incredibly good like can't say enough good things about it yep. like might might very well be my favorite in the uh in the in the universe although it's very hard for me to to pick just one yeah, it's a top. It's yeah. definitely a top five yeah. for me. All of the, all of the characters, all of the actors, everything that happens in Wakanda, all of it in Black Panther makes you go, "Oh yeah, I can see how an entire 
uh, an entire civilization can just believe in the divine right, divine right of king. Because yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, 100%. Let's 100%. get rid of all our politicians and let's put yeah. Black Panther in. Yeah. And- Angela Bassett could lead me anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought um, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, like, on, on that good. note. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Allison, Jason, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence uh, for this. Good time it was great. Very crazy last X Men episode that Leia will uh, <laughs> will be doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm super interested. Actually, I know you're wrapping up. I'm super interested to come back and watch. I I saw on the list you guys were probably going to do Transmet, and uh. I I could not be. I've read that Jason has not. Um. Oh my gosh, do I want to hear one of you guys explain transmit? <laughs> oh, it would be me. That one would be me. Uh it, I, I I mean I I'm just going to cut my co co-host knees off and be like, "Mine!" Uh no, That's fair cuz I I've, I've done that to you with the, a couple of the upcoming ones that we're yes. playing on where I've yeah. like, oh, I'm like, "No, this is 100% me. You just sit quietly." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miracle, Tom King's yeah. Vision, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, the ones that you love, and it shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, Young Avengers. I was like, please don't talk. <laughs> yeah, well, and I was almost going to be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be injustice for this show because there's not a media aspect, but they're about to release an animated movie of injustice, <laughs> so that's well, going to be a graphically why- novel. That's why I wanted to get Young Avengers in under the uh, under the water right. because setting that up. But we, it hasn't been announced yet, so we could still do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so so thank you both so much for being here. Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that uh, your guys' theme song for this pot, this one of this of the of the graphically novel family is on point. Okay, I, I do got to say, uh, it, it was done by uh, Jared uh, of Vandello, but um, a couple things that I don't know if I've talked about on this show. I wrote the lyrics because I do parody, uh, you know, lyrics. That's just one of my things. Uh, and he had never heard uh, Elvis doing a little more conversation. Uh, so uh-huh. he went back and actually his version is not the version that I've ever heard. It was the original version, and he actually spent money on the original amp, like the the, the amp type that was oh, yeah. used, because it, it. I'm not a music person, but he That's was cool. explaining to me that it creates a very specific sound that Elvis used at that point in his career. So wow. he has this very specific amp that he did. He had never heard the song. He listened to it. He used my lyrics. And and that's where our theme was born. And they are so good. And their second, their first uh, LP, they have an EP on Spotify, but their first LP will be dropping probably around the time that this episode drops. Awesome. Yeah. uh, So go check check them out. out. We will be pimping them out as much as possible. We will be like when Lay is in town at some point, we're going to go and introduce her to, to the band. Cause yeah, awesome. I think I'm the only one they haven't met. Yes. Yep. On awesome. account of how I live in Illinois. <laughs> right. Uh, but they are, yeah, they're fantastic. They're a great partner. They're always excited when we do stuff. Whenever any member of the Graphically Novel family shows up to their concerts, they at least play the Graphically Novel theme. 
Uh, oh, cool. You know, uh, because they can't play the, the rec conversations theme without having a specific amp there. Right. <laughs> I love uh, it. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, I cannot say enough good things about them. They really are part of the graphically novel family. Uh, you know, uh, I, I will keep the two of you. I know you're in Omaha, but I'll keep you up to date on when they're having concerts. So totally. if you want to align one of your visits, uh, with their concert, we'll, we'll make a thing out of it because they're just, they're fantastic. Yeah, um, definitely yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, Gypsy Swing such a such a niche thing to do <laughs> i i know that word is out of favor but that's the best way to describe it cool uh rom swing is not a thing uh or roma <laughs> swing not not really a a term uh anyway uh everyone please uh check in with us in two weeks when we will be doing all-star superman this will be a dc Yay. superman thing that i have to explain so Hey, you know what? I've already read All Star Superman. Believe it or not. Okay, I think I have too. <laughs> Years ago, I think I did as well. So um, this will be a challenge. Lay and I have been on. Uh, in fact, everyone at Graphically Novel have been on uh, on record as saying Superman is not the easiest character uh, to do. And we did the death of Superman last year. Um, <laughs> Where, Super, where Superman is the least interesting character in his own death story. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, until then, take it away, Vandello. Some deep reactions, please. All this comics narration alienating me. A little more talk, a lot less read. A little fight, baby, is what I need. Close the trade, open up your brains. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me. Explain it to me, baby. Explain it to me.